0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra Demolder,
2: and
1: I'm Sam Blackwell,
2: and I'm Spencer Worth Davis. And this week, we're going to tackle topics like when the love we have just won't disappear. Being, Sounds like a song lyric. It does. Yep. Sam, you're so poetic. Being nonchalant <laughs> about breaking up, attachment okay, styles, okay. and <gasps> and coming out to your parents.
0: Ooh. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by all of these.
0: Yeah, so this is the second installment of the Where Are They Now? series, where we get updates on letters that we answered via voicemail from our fantastic listeners. Spencer, do you want to remind our listeners about how this episode goes down?
2: Sure. So we have four letters and updates from those letter writers. So I will summarize the letter. Uh, I'll summarize Sam and Sierra's advice, and then we will listen to the voicemail update from the letter writer.
0: Yes, and Sam and I, like the first episode, have not heard any of these voicemails or uh, know anything about the, uh, you know, the content of this show. So we're just freestyling it.
1: This is what TikTok would call a blind react. Oh, sure.
0: Oh, God, I, I know so little about TikTok. I'm still calling it Snapchat, like in casual conversation.
2: I, I love that so much because I don't know why, like, I'm not sure why you ever called it Snapchat. But I love that it's stuck now. I never had either. I know. No,
0: I had Snapchat for like a week, but I don't know. I just haven't caught It's a metaphor that I haven't caught up. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Yes. Right. I'm just not sure. Reels are
0: playing on Instagram, and I'm like, what is this, Vine? (laughs) Why are (laughs) they so long? I thought they were supposed (laughs) to be six seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Okay. Are we doing a check in? Should we just dive right in
0: we're just diving in right or what do we want to check in about anything i
2: never get to see your facial expressions while i'm editing these it's way more fun this way
0: sam is a beautiful speaker i have a very expressive
2: face not Uh, only
0: is he very eloquent but like his his reactions to things especially when like i'm reading a letter and it's like and then my boyfriend like punched a hole in the wall is that toxic and his face like turns 70 different shapes at once
2: (laughs) yeah
1: I just get beet red, <laughs> like I <Yeah>. can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's we'll your Great. eyebrows, really. Yeah. They're very expressive. And now all these wrinkles are just staying there. So oh my Peter God. always <laughs> tells me if I keep my face like that, I'm going to get wrinkles. And then
0: <laughs> look at that. It turned
2: out correct. So
0: <laughs> That's funny. All right, Well, They're not wrinkles. They're just like the way your skin moves. I think those are called wrinkles. Which are wrinkles. Yeah. I, <laughs> think, no, I know. I'm just saying <laughs> like- That would be the definition. nothing wrong with wrinkles. It's okay to have a face that moves. <laughs> Yes, that's our check-in topic, and let's get into our letters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's, got a, he's got a stretchy face, Sam. All right. Uh, the first one is from C, who uh, wrote letter one of episode one hundred and thirty-seven, titled 90 okay. Percent of Human Human Interaction Hurts." Was the name of the episode? <laughs> Agreed.
0: Agreed. I said that, didn't I? <laughs> Probably.
2: I love. A, I, I, I forget that most of the time you two don't know what the episodes are titled. No. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. It's a good bit. You
0: do it for us, and
1: it's a wonderful thing that you do so but that I, we don't have but to. But I
0: like, uh, I'm, I'm the one that tends to make sprawling, hypothetical, like, you know, way too out there statements. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. Hyperbolic
0: is the word I was looking for.
1: Yep.
2: So C uh, wrote in because they had recently made a new group of friends and made an especially close connection with one of them who's named Jay. And Jay is married. But C, but C and J fell in love uh, with each other, and started an affair while J was visiting because they live they don't live in the same state. Got it. Uh, After that affair, J went back to their marriage, and they were C and J were both quote devastated. Mm -hmm. Um, C said they were not trying to explore a relationship. And even though Jay's marriage has hit a rough patch, they truly want them to succeed and don't want to get in the way of their love. Okay. Um, and C is also feeling like they don't want to date other people because they want to wait for Jay, but they also know that that is unrealistic.
0: Yeah, that's so hard. And
1: yeah, no, that's real.
2: So, uh, your advice, Sam, was that it is really hard and not often talked about to be the person outside of a relationship that has the quote entanglement. Um, And that's very, can be very confusing to know that this person is actively choosing to be with someone else every day, but at the same time actively choosing to engage with you in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And just acknowledge that the affection and love that we feel for people doesn't always respect the quote rules of, monogamy or relationships in general. And sure. that we're going to feel what we're going to feel sometimes.
1: Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. I
0: like that.
2: Um stand by that. <laughs> you also said these situations are tough because there are really really painful parts like when you're apart and know that you can't be together but that you're always chasing that high of the good moments mm. and that you're always trying to get back to that point and so you're more willing sometimes to accept the really low points because you know what it can be at least in moments real um sierra you said that the uh there's a real romance to the impossible or unattainable especially when you know especially when you know that the other person reciprocates those feelings (laughs) to some extent uh you said quote there's a thrill to the bittersweet ache of it
0: well fuck. she you can buy my new book next year Yeah, were you taking <laughs> your kidding. poet pills before that episode did you say poet pills
1: yeah that's what you take right that's <laughs>
0: fuck are poet that's pills? that's called Adderall bro it's like a dash of melancholy a sprinkle of sunlight no no mm-hmm. a sprinkle of of dust drifting through sunlight and yeah. then Adderall yeah from, <laughs> yeah from the
2: poets I know it's Indeed. called Adderall it's called Adderall with a shot of whiskey from the poets yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with with the Maybe big nugget of Narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true.
1: I say as a podcast host, so like I got it too. Don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> you also said that we pe- tend to put people on pedestals in these situation, um, in these situations, and that it's important to remember that there are other people who can provide the things that Jay does, and also happen to be available. And I feel like
0: that's a solid point.
2: You yeah. suggested giving Jay. Uh, an ultimatum, something along the lines of, I feel deeply connected to you, but this is not sustainable or healthy. If you don't want to be with me, then I have to let you go. And I can only be with you if you're, if you make active short timeline choices to be with me. Mm, I'm into that. I like that. That's great.
0: I, I, I I don't like the word ultimatum, but like, I like in that moment saying these are the boundaries that would make this sustainable for me.
2: Yeah.
1: There was a period of our podcast where we were really into ultimatums. (laughs) I remember that (laughs) period distinctly.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's the word ultimatums that turns me off from it. But like I like basically if we shift the definition of ultimatum away from being like you have to do this or else to one that is more like this isn't working for me like this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's obviously not working for you like this, you know, shifted towards sustainability and not. uh...
1: Yeah, it's like it's a boundary. Right. It's like, I'm not going to allow you to continue to do this to me. And so I need you to do something different or that's it. Right. That's not like a it's actually a really healthy thing to do in a lot of different
2: situations. We should check
0: in about that.
2: Positive ultimatum. We got a
0: DM about it. Yes.
2: Instead of like, if you don't do these things, X is going to happen. I'm going to withhold
0: my love from you. It's like, in order
2: for this to work, I need these things.
0: Yes. It's a right. list of demands,
2: yep. not, not an ultimatum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's call them asks. Let's let's call them
1: needs that we yeah.
0: need. Sure. I like calling it holding your need, you know, your love hostage. Yeah. <laughs> for the for the <laughs> yeah. for the love, you know, blah blah blah. Whatever.
2: Yes, threaten yep. this person into loving. Yes,
0: you. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Uh, okay. The last pieces of advice were that your heart can't drive. You got to let your head take over. Um, the fact is that right now you can't be together. Did Sierra
1: say
0: that?
2: <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> that was from you, Sam.
0: You
1: oh good, took okay, some okay, of my poet pills. Sense, yeah. You crushed
0: them up and snorted them.
1: <laughs> I just was surprised to hear Sierra say something like, "You should let your head take the the wheel instead Bitch! of your heart."
0: <laughs> I'm very. I'm the one that was like, "This is not sustainable." Uh, yeah, it's but okay. True. It's point true.
2: taken. <laughs> Sam, you also said that, or. Eh, my notes are not great here. One of you said that you deserve more than this. You deserve someone who can be fully present. Yeah, mm-hmm. and pointed out that this person is not seeing the full you because you're intentionally withholding parts of yourself. Oh, that's a like that withholding.
0: Point. That it's like, but not.
2: So when when she said in her in her letter, like, we try not to talk about a future together, or like. You know we're Smart. we're trying to put these boundaries in between because I know he's married and we can't do X Y and Z. It's like well then you're curating this person's experience of you
0: to fit to the fit, existing right. circumstances. Exactly.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like that. And then Sam said, "This is a dead end, and you need to stop. This is going to end poorly." <laughs> was your final piece of advice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh,
2: so can't wait. Here is. C's update.
4: Hey, it's C. I wrote a letter that was read on episode 137. It was about falling in love with my married friend. Understandably, your advice more or less was to reconsider the relationship. You didn't flat out say to break up, but you urged me to think things through with my head, not just my heart. And I did. Fortunately Mm. and unfortunately, while all this was happening jay was able to come to terms with the ways that their marriage was actually unhealthy and abusive mm-hmm. we realized pretty quickly oh. that being together was what both of us wanted and so that's what we did oh. it's been about a year since i wrote that letter in that time they got a divorce moved back to my city and we've built a beautiful relationship we get couple therapy every other week go on family vacation, and I'm moving in at the end of the summer, and we still drink wine in bed. Thanks.
5: <laughs> I remember that. Yeah,
2: so th- I left that out of the summary. There was they they talked about eating spaghetti and drinking wine in bed. Yes, it's all coming <laughs> we back.
1: It's
0: like, the, like and we were like that's a, that is a a a honeymoon stage or something like it's a, that. It's a, also, yeah. a
2: very particular. Choice of food, beverage what color and, and location. Your yeah, is what honestly. I wanna know. Like that That's you'd be okay question.
0: spilling pasta sauce and <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 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 That's very charming. Okay. Uh so way to not take our advice and like yeah. have things like work out great. <laughs> they said
1: that they did take our advice. They reconsidered the relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it and sounds I, like
1: they did the things to say like this the relationship in the way it is is not sustainable and right. they found a way to like Changed the trajectory, which was great.
0: I think it's also like a great example. Like we're societally, we're so quick to judge. Also, we like to judge people because we like to like feel a sense Mm. of security in being quote unquote better or or whatever. We just like to feel, I don't know, more secure in our rightness than other people. And looking from the outside into this situation, like people wouldn't, you know, you don't want to start you don't want to tell people like, oh, well, we started our relationship in an affair or he was with somebody and he left somebody. But like, I, I don't hold any judgment around that. And I think it's a great reminder that like, we aren't always in control of the circumstances in which we find somebody that we have a deep connection with. Like you said in the response, Sam, like the rules that our love doesn't always follow the rules of, monogamy or the rules of whatever bullshit you know Mm -hmm. we think is right or wrong or that we subscribe to um and I just like I'm so happy that this worked out in this way I'm so happy that Jay felt safe enough and brave enough to leave what sounds like an abusive marriage and to pursue something else that was bringing them joy and security and happiness and it's I guess like less to the letter writer and more to our general community like let's remember that good things start in all different places and all different circumstances. And if we're the first ones to judge where relationships start, then like we're going to be the next ones that find ourselves in some sort of entanglement. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he among us sort of thing without sin.
1: Yeah. And also, um,
0: also it's not a sin. Let me just say that. Like, I don't believe that. I was just like quoting that. (laughs)
1: Uh, But also, I'm glad that I was deeply wrong about this being a dead end <laughs> and that you like found a way to to make it work. um and I think I think sometimes what can really help us in situations like this is to take it like a really hard look at the facts on the ground and be like, this is what it is. like this right here is not gonna work in the way that it's currently As happening it is. yep, right. And so something needs to change, whether that's we're not together anymore, whether that's like, nope, you gotta break up with this person and like, we need to be together, um, and I also just really appreciate that you all are like going to couples therapy and recognizing too, like the reality of the the way that the relationship started too, right? Because you know relationships that start in kind of fraught ways, like it's good to address that in the beginning, so that you're not carrying that fraughtness with you of like yes we we started dating when we like because we were having an affair like how do we tell people about that like you almost did you like went back to this person and almost we almost like broke up because of it like being able to work through that stuff in the beginning is is really helpful so I'm glad that you guys are doing that and that you're finding a, a way to to move forward together and it's so exciting that you're moving in together at, at the I end know. of the summer
0: yeah I love that I love your happiness
1: me too I mean, I love most people's happiness unless that person's like, (laughs) I don't know, Steve Bannon or something, but yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much for writing and updating us and for trusting us with that. Um, I know it was vulnerable, you know, it's vulnerable to, it's not only vulnerable to like confess things, but to also be like, I'm still here. My heart's still in it, you know,
1: the braveness of like wrenching joy out of a situation that most people would condemn as being bad it's like oh my god for yes. you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah we love you so much and congratulations
1: thank you so much for writing we love you
0: to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoiding person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: In the house.
1: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash justbreakup for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash justbreakup to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash justbreakup. All
2: right. Next up, we have V. Who wrote letter two of episode one hundred and forty six, which was titled "Sam and Sierra are fighting"?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what were we fighting about? I don't remember.
2: It was in the I don't it was in the last letter where you you kept giving like slightly opposite th- advice, yeah, <laughs> but like very. But we just kept
1: saying "and" to yes. each other. I yeah, think exactly. I remember this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. be like "and," and it was like that was us <laughs> fighting. And then we fighting. were
0: laughing like. Oh my God, we're fighting. Like, yes. I don't
2: think yes, it's real yeah. fighting. Okay. So V had been dating their partner for about two years and moved in together during COVID. Uh, and they were very much in love, building healthy communication, in deep, as they put it. Um mm. They had lived in the same city their whole life and wanted to see the world and travel outside the U.S. Oh, yes. Which until recently hadn't felt attainable, but they learned that there's a shortage of people working in their field in England and had a potential opportunity to move there for work. Uh, They brought up this potential move to their partner and he said he didn't feel like he could leave his job or family in the U.S. and told them that they could go on their own but also isn't open to dating long distance. And V was feeling, it instilled a lot of doubt in V about their relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. They asked, how can someone who loves me as much as I thought he did be so nonchalant about breaking up? Uh, I don't want to break up, but I also really want to take this leap. And I hate feeling like our relationship has an expiration date. Mm.
0: That's real.
2: So there wasn't, really a direct question at the end, just more of like thoughts on how to navigate this really tough situation that I didn't expect to find myself in. Yeah. Uh Yep. So Sierra said, uh, it always sucks to ask a question when you're, and then find out that you were totally unprepared for the answer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is spot on. That is real. I stand by that.
2: (laughs) And that just because he has a different view of a potential future doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. Yeah. Um, and that you would <laughs> maybe react the same way that V did to that conversation. Um, and then you said, sometimes you can just accept things as they are instead of anxiety, anxiety spiraling and th- doing tons of emotional labor about a potentiality that may or may not actually exist.
0: Sure, that's fine. yeah I sound a little tired.
2: Sierra's <laughs> so like, I've never done that
1: in my life, but uh that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but that's I've, what but I've heard
2: that of. this is a thing that people can do. Yeah, yeah. just like
0: be chill <laughs> is was my advice. Great, good, 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 good. Sierra, good, good, just good.
2: don't worry about it, Demolder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have never been called that in my life. <laughs> everything's Uh, just just the other day i was like talking about something and willow turns to me and goes what is it like in your brain oh boy (laughs) because i was like worrying about something
2: great question for your nine month pregnant wife yeah hey buddy quick question what the fuck's going on in there
0: (laughs) everything okay up there (laughs) i'll make sure to tell her that (laughs)
2: uh you said personally i think you should go as in go to england um And sometimes good relationships end, but also you don't think this is a fundamental incompatibility and can be an ongoing conversation.
0: I'm glad I said that. I, I want people to, t- t- to have awesome opportunities in their life. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Sam, you related to the other side of this conversation.
0: Oh, yeah. That was and, really helpful, actually. And
2: identified with the, the boyfriend's uh, reaction and called yourself painfully rational or logical. Yes. Uh, Accurate. <laughs> you said that recognizing that re- relationships don't happen in a vacuum doesn't negate your relationship. Meaning like relationships are always going to have other circumstances and other things going on. It doesn't mean that yes. like, acknowledging that and that things could change doesn't mean that it's not a meaningful relationship. Yep. Um, But also you should probably consider people's emotions when you say things to them. <laughs>
0: Sam, the direct man, Blackwell.
1: That's true. It's been a helpful thing for me. Remembering people have emotions. It's really, really made my life much easier.
0: I want to forget that sometimes. Like, I want to forget that people have feelings. Uh,
2: You also point out that uh, V's boyfriend said the thing that you're just not supposed to say in relationships, which is that we could break up
0: huh. Oh, like the boyfriend was like, well, we could do this. Like they offered it.
2: I, I, yep. Yeah, I think he was just pointing it out as like, well, if we're going down this hypothetical path, yeah. well like here is one outcome of that, which is us not yeah. being together, which is, you know.
0: Like the he who should not be named right. of... Relationship statements. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. No. When you say that to people, you're in relationship, with, they tend to react poorly. It's like, we're not even <laughs> supposed to consider this as a possibility. And it's like, yeah, I, but it is. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> This yeah. is
2: how most relationships go. Actually. yeah,
1: It's either they go yeah, or you, they don't. And most don't. Forever or you break up. <laughs> uh,
2: and then you said that your partner didn't inflict this on you. You may have just uncovered an incompatibility, hmm. which sucks. That's smart. Yeah. So here is V's. Update from. But there's like no advice in that. <laughs> I know. You could go, you could not go. Just be chill. You could date, you can not date. Uh, well, maybe. This, this isn't
0: anyone's fault. You know, say what you want. Yeah, but. you guys are so nice for listening to us. <laughs>
2: It is funny to summarize the like twenty minute conversation down to a paragraph, and
0: be like, "Huh, there's really not it's a whole lot here, is there?" To to know that the, that was a twenty minute conversation. They talked oh, for twenty minutes
2: awesome. and uh, actually didn't really say anything. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. "Chill, All yeah,
0: right. just just be be calm, and then then be calm, fine. you know, like go and you Sam's could break like, up, you know, or don't."
2: Just the the dog the dog in the flaming dining room meme for every, yeah, this, this is for time. every letter.
3: Hi, Sam and Sierra and Spencer. My name is V. You played my letter in episode 146. I was the one who had written in um because I really wanted to move to England and my boyfriend said that he didn't want to and that if I wanted to go, um it would be okay if we broke up and I was basically asking you guys, like, what does that
1: mean? Like <laughs> doesn't <he> love
3: me. <laughs> and that was very helpful. So it came out a couple months after I wrote it. And I listened to like that section of the episode, like, I don't know, a couple dozen times and just like really tried to integrate what you were saying into me. And Sam, it really helped when you said that you related to my boyfriend, like, and like explained mm-hmm. the thought process behind why you related to him and how you're both kind mm-hmm. of like logical people. So that really helped me have more empathy for my boyfriend's position and all that. And anyways, thank, so just thank you for the great advice as always. But I wanted Mm -hmm. to update you and say that this summer I'm going to be doing an internship in Ireland. So not England, but abroad, like I wanted to. And I'm still with my boyfriend. He's totally supportive of me going. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to update you with that because my my life is really cool right now. Um, And I hope your lives are too. So thank you for everything that you do, that you've done for me and all of your other listeners. I really love you guys. So um,
0: thank you. Oh my god! How about that. <laughs> yes. Well, I just like hearing them describe like trying to like sit with our words and like it. Just I, I am deeply flattered. It's the, I normally say I'm honored, but right now I feel like, oh my god, you did what with what we said, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is so kind. And I agree. I actually agree with the letter writer. Like I, it was very helpful for me, Sam, to hear you say. I actually relate to this person, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm the one that would like pack up my shit and want to take an opportunity abroad. Not, and I would take it not as a personal affront or anything, but it was just very helpful to hear that you, that there's a way to approach this situation in which nobody's being an asshole. Nobody's being hurtful. They're just responding with different needs and different circumstances and different personality types. Um, That was definitely helpful for me too.
1: Yeah. And I, I really appreciated the way that V talked about this. And this is just like such a great example of things in relationship can come up that feel so insurmountable. Yes. And then like, you know, however many years later it's been is like, well, we kind of reached a a conclusion that kind of worked out for both of us where I'm going to Ireland and like he's supportive of that and like we're figuring things out. And like just a reminder sometimes of like we can really build things up in our heads to be things that are like super, super insurmountable or like underlying some sort of base incompatibility when really it's like, no, we just need to, we need to figure out how to move forward. Like we just need to figure out what tomorrow looks like or the day after looks like, as opposed to like, we have irreconcilable ways of viewing this relationship because it's like, yeah, you can view the relationship differently and it can still be a really functional relationship.
0: That is such a good point. And I also think about like the Gottman Institute statistic that like, would they say like 60% of all conflicts are unresolvable or something mm-hmm. like that. And yep. it, it, it ultimately comes down to just um, making sure everyone's needs are met needs are validated um, and being flexible while also being true to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they worked through the discomfort of, or they worked through the potential conflict of viewing something differently And came to a result that served them both, you know.
1: Or at least required both of them to, like, share a little bit of discomfort, right? So So, true. Not that everyone's, like, super happy and comfortable and excited, but that, like, we're making an intentional... Yeah, the boyfriend's not like, oh, my God,
0: I want you to leave.
1: (laughs) Please go to a different country. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to see you again. But, like... yeah we're spreading around some of the discomfort, which is what relationships are, right? Because we can't expect to be fully comfortable all the time.
0: Yes, totally. I love that. And I'm so excited for you, Letter Writer, to have this experience. Like, this is, I think, I wanted you to go, not because I wanted to sabotage your relationship, but because (laughs) this sounds like something exciting that you genuinely want, that, like, people deserve to experience. And now is the perfect time to do it with or without a relationship. And I don't mean that in, like, a just breakup way, but, like... I'm I'm so glad that you found a way to make all of these things that are making you happy work.
2: Absolutely. I think these kinds of conversations or like this t- specific type of conflict in relationship can be really tricky too because it's it's like not quite a a fundamental difference, but it's not quite a like a situational difference either. Right. It's like right. here's a situation that hypothetically we could encounter. <laughs> huh? What do you think? <laughs> Yeah. And so you have to evaluate it on sort of like a fundamental level of like, well, am I open to a long distance relationship? Am I, you know, open to living outside of the United States?
0: Is this really going to happen? Right. But 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 it's
2: not actually like a situation in front of you that you can attack together. It sort of pits you against each other in this fundamental way. But maybe it's not real (laughs) at the same time. Yeah, it's
1: it's really hard to have those conversations theoretically, too. Right. Right. Like, yes. cause you could be like, oh, I could never do a long distance relationship. And then you could realize, like, I'm actually willing to try it with this person in this circumstance because it, like, makes more sense to me than it would in theory. Or like, so having these types of conversations can, like, create conflict around things that don't actually exist. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you totally. know? Like, yeah. It's I think that's it's so like, real
1: hypothetically, I would not be into this, but in reality, maybe I could find a way to figure it out. Or like, hypothetically, I'm super into an open relationship. And then in reality, it's like, eh, eh, actually, this isn't practice, working for me, right? right. Like, yeah. so yeah, it's just, it's funny how we do that to ourselves sometimes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, of like arguing about the things in theory when we don't actually know what they're going to look like in practice.
2: But good on totally. you for having the hypothetical conversation first before being like, I'm going to England, yes. you interview out.
1: for sure are you coming for sure and being willing to like work through it together even as the hypothetical conversation caused a lot of conflict between you two
0: yeah yeah i totally agree well thanks so much v for the update we are so excited for you and your future and we're really proud of you for working through all of that we love you
1: thank you so much for writing
2: All right. Next up is Riley, who wrote letter three of episode eighteen, titled "Peanut Butter in Bed." Mm.
1: It's Sierra's <laughs> <yours, it's laughs> favorite thing.
0: All right, go ahead and tell him, Spencer.
2: I, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: You do know what you're talking about. <laughs> so in this, <laughs> what, uh, what I'm talking about? <laughs> in, in
2: a recent episode, uh, Sierra was called out for eating peanut butter directly from plain. Directly from the jar on a knife. Right? I didn't see the video, so I think that was the situation. That was the situation, yeah.
0: There's a couple things happening in that scenario (laughs) that I just wanna explain. Number one, I am pregnant. I was pregnant yeah, at the time important. of that. I had been eating a banana and peanut butter, ran out of banana, just wanted to keep eating. Cause like we record for like an hour and a half or two hours. So I was like, I needed my stamina up. And also I just want to point out that Sam Blackwell did not have to announce that to our just breakup <laughs> listeners, but he chose violence. He woke up and was like, I'm going to fucking just describe this at the time. Eight month pregnant woman. <laughs> Eating peanut butter with a knife to, to because, thousands of strangers. <laughs> to thousands of strangers. The people want to I us. like when my they friendship want. is categorized as hashtag unsafe. <laughs> uh, and then Spencer pointed out I didn't know that would become like a little like phenomenon like how you guys are obsessed with the fact that I like Crocs. I just want you guys to know that I don't wear Crocs outside of the house. I just love wearing Crocs in my house. <laughs> Spencer got me a pair of baby Crocs and they're so fucking cute.
2: Oh, full transparency, <laughs> yeah. Abby and I may have contributed to this becoming more of a thing than it would have otherwise been. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Well, and then um and then Spencer pointed out that in when he was preparing for this this episode, Peanut butter in bed. I you you take it from here.
2: Uh, so this was from episode eighteen, aired on uh, October twenty eighth, twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, close and, to the pink eye incident because I was also <laughs> sick in this episode. I, I think
2: that was episode seventeen. Yeah, so yep, probably yep. recorded the same day. Honestly, uh, <laughs> yeah. You said something about wanting to be to have kids one day, and Sam said, paraphrasing like. You just want to have kids, or you you just want to be pregnant, so you have an excuse to eat peanut butter whenever and and, and like, wear <laughs> couch covers as clothing.
0: <laughs> I said that one. No, no, I said that one. Okay. Sensor, <laughs> Sam Sam Sensor recently sent me this clip because I he was like, "Did you know you talked about wanting to be pregnant and eating peanut butter?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" So he sent me the timestamp. And basically, you were like, you want to be pregnant so that you can just like lay around and eat Oreos and peanut butter. And I was like, I would do that now. <laughs> I would do that without Oreos. I would just lay around and eat peanut butter in bed. And then, and then I was like, no, I really want to be pregnant so that I can start wearing like, I couldn't think of the right word. So I said couch cushions for clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say, but hey, I'm nine and, months pregnant now. And you're probably still by the time this is aired, I've given birth. So and you're eating peanut butter everywhere. So? Yes. But in an unsafe way. Like remind me to never <laughs> reveal. And you guys you guys ripped me for eating a hard-boiled egg <laughs> okay, in that, the
2: studio. <laughs> that was awful. That was cuz we had to smell it. That was yeah. we, were we were all in like a 8 by 10 room together.
0: Listen, I'm just doing the best that I can with the that knowledge not... and experience L- and L- the snacks though, that I though. have at the time. Listen,
2: I know you and I know that's not your best. That's the problem. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is, that's real. That's okay. real. Okay. So Riley, <laughs> uh, they had started dating someone and then moved six hours away from that person but kept dating. Mm. And uh, their partner started getting mad when they wouldn't respond to texts right away, like within oh, ten. I remember this within one. 10 to 15 minutes right away. Yep. And just some other sort of generally controlling manipulative manipulative behavior um mm-hmm. they broke up he seemed to be working on that stuff they got back together after being together for a bit uh the controlling behavior came up again and uh what sort of was the last straw for Riley was when uh he said that her feelings were valid quote to an extent about a a conflict that they were having. Um, And so her questions were, do I have a right to have my guard up? Should I be worried about history repeating itself? And what do you think about the whole valid feelings thing? So controlling, very uh, like dismissive of her and her (laughs) feelings. (laughs) um, And she's basically just wondering like, how big of a red flag is this and what should I do? Sure.
0: What did I say? (laughs) Yeah, I'm
2: really
1: nervous. Uh, This was so, this is in the beginning. So so so. long
0: ago.
2: Well, so you both started with like, yes, your feelings and reactions are justified. This seems Mm -hmm. controlling and, and inappropriate. Um, I wrote in my notes here, Sam brings up attachment styles, Sierra, what are attachment styles? So this was, so this was the episode. Yeah. E- episode eighteen, letter three, was the origin.
0: Oh my god, love, love it. it! So
2: love most it. of the answer to this was Sam explaining attachment styles to Sierra, and
1: yes, trying to explain a grid of like, yes, dismiss it. Yep, uh-huh. I remember doing this and being like, "Is this interesting?" <laughs> and here we are,
2: three three years later, making Available. a whole ass business oh off my
0: of it. God, that, is this interesting? <laughs> is this anything? Is this podcast? It's like the meme. Is this podcasting? <laughs>
1: Is this good content? This uh, explaining attachment styles. Is this a good podcast? Barely, <laughs> it is.
2: Is this a business? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sam said it doesn't seem like his behavior has changed. Thinks that he has an, ach- an anxious, anxious attachment style. Um, I also wrote, side note to myself, there was quite a bit of pathologizing attachment styles here and it sounded like yeah. Sam had very recently discovered the concept. <laughs>
1: yep. It was before I read no. the book and I just like looked at things online. So okay.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, I
1: decided there was good and bad attachment styles yeah, in that yeah, moment. Yeah.
2: yeah. You said it's not up to you, meaning Riley, to teach or fix this person um, and it sounds like you're uncomfortable in this situation and we are too for you in this situation. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sierra said, "Your feelings are valid, regardless of what others say, and you don't deserve to be treated the way that he's treating you. This relationship sounds unsustainable." Cool. Yeah,
0: I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So, uh, Riley. Riley left us three voicemails.
0: Oh, oh Riley! I, I have Good.
2: edited them for cute, perfect. Yeah, for uh, cohesiveness.
5: Hi, this is. Riley from episode 18 my question was about my partner at the time being like controlling and manipulative and I think it was one of the first times you guys talked about attachment styles (laughs) and said he had an anxious (laughs) attachment style I wish I had taken your advice sooner I think I had like a conversation with him but he like said something to ease my worries or something and then it was like out of my mind for a while so I stayed with him for another two years oh. <laughs> and he proposed to me in 2019 in a fucking hotel room. And I said, yes. Hotels are fine. I was engaged. We were engaged for like almost a year. Then like we were on a break in summer of 2022 because my parents like Okay, sorry, I have to go back. So I briefly mentioned to him I was thinking about um finishing college online, and he was like, oh, so you can move in with me sooner. And I was like, huh? And then that became the plan. I was going to quit school um and continue it online so that I could move in with him sooner. That It was just suddenly the plan, and I was like, okay. And then, like, the date got closer for me to move in. And I was getting more and more anxious about it, like, doubting it, doubting that it was a good decision. And he kept trying to do things to, like, make me more comfortable, like, buying sheets that I picked out and buying, like, a shower curtain that I picked out. But he, like, kept saying, I'm just so happy that someone's going to move in with me and I don't have to worry about paying so much, so many bills by myself. And I was like, Okay, but you're mm. happy that I'm moving in with you, too, right? Like, that, that's <laughs> what you're happy about, too, that it's me moving in. So it, like, sounded like you wanted more of, like, a roommate than a fiancé moving in with him. And my parents sat me down, and they were like, hey, we barely know this guy. We don't support you moving in You moving in with him. You need to talk to your therapist. And so then I talked to my therapist, and she was like, you don't want to move in with him. And I was like, I don't want to move in with him. And so I went on a break with him for a while and we were supposed to like work on ourselves and he definitely uh did not work on himself. Um and so I broke up with him. I've been single for like a year. Um I had I like dated another long distance guy for a bit and that went terribly. Um and so I've been um single for a year. I graduated. I stayed at the college I was at, I graduated with a BA in English, em- emphasis in writing. Uh Now I work at the library in my college town. And, yeah, I live by myself, and so that's kind of difficult. Um But, you know, mm-hmm. it's fine. We're doing it. It's fine. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for your podcast. Thank you so much for the advice. I wish I had listened to it sooner. I'm embarrassed that I didn't listen to it sooner. But, yeah.
0: Thank you guys so much. Oh my gosh, Riley. Thank you so much for updating us. And I just, I, this is a perfect like update to respond to because like, number one, Sam and I don't have hard feelings about people not taking our advice or not. And we also don't think you're like stupid or that you made a mistake or that you were on some sort of like, you know this is the this is the path that you were supposed to be on. this these are the lessons that not that you were like that you needed to learn or or anything, but like we learned things by experiencing them and sometimes it is, hearing something on a podcast that like changes our perspective and other times it's a lot more lived experience that we need to shift our values or our goals or whatnot like this is just a part of life I think I have so many circumstances and choices and life paths that I can look back on in my life and think like man I wish I, quote, knew better, or I wish I, somebody had told me at that time, but would I have actually internalized it or did I have to live it? You know, mm. the difference between those two things is really real.
1: I totally agree with that too. Right. Because like, I've also had similar experiences where I knew that things were not great or other people were telling me them. And I needed to like figure that out for myself in right. order to actually like make decisions about it. Um, And just want to say that, like, I love that you have parents who are willing to sit you down and be like, um, and I'm so glad that you have a therapist to talk to about this to help you sort of understand yourself better um, and recognizing that like being alone uh, can be really hard and it can also be an opportunity to continue to, to learn and grow. So you have right. that opportunity in front of you right now as much as it as much as it can suck to to be single and to live alone and to be. Um, sort of looking back at a relationship and being like, wow, I wish I had done things so much differently. Um, But you have a lot of opportunity ahead of you. You have a lot of really great people around you to support you. And you work at a library, which is like, honestly, my dream job. (laughs) So I'm really jealous of that. Um, And Uh... I just have so much faith that like you learned what you needed to learn. You experienced what you needed to experience. And now you have the opportunity to like support yourself and figure out what you want and not just cater to what everyone else wants everyone else around you wants
0: yeah and it's it's just it's not always going to work out like relationships and advice and there's going to be many twists and turns to your path and like I I love my life right now I I love my relationship I love my job I love my friends um and also I know that my life is going to change it's going to ebb and flow. There's going to be like difficult seasons and there's going to be times in which I'm questioning my path or my choices. And I think this is just part of it. Um, and, uh, I'm glad you got out of that fucking relationship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> Even though like, there's nothing wrong with having an anxious attachment style. Absolutely not. It sounds like you two were just like fundamentally incompatible. All right, my darling, we love you so much. Thank
1: you for writing and for letting us know how you're doing. We love you.
2: Okay. Our last update comes from baby gay who wrote baby gay, who wrote in to the Patreon, uh, back in September of 2019. And she is a 28 or was a 28 year old woman who recently came out as bi slash pan, uh, to her parents and her family. And most of her family was supportive, but her dad did not handle it very well. Uh, mm. And said to her, "I think you're going to meet a good guy someday." Sure. Yeah. Solid.
0: <laughs> <Cool. laughs>
2: great, great job, Dad.
0: <laughs> she
2: she started dating women and found somebody that she really likes. Um, introduced this her partner to her family. Again, they were supportive, and her dad kind of freaked out about it. Um, her cool. dad told her that cool, cool. he loves her, but doesn't have to accept her sexuality. And told her that she can, quote, get any guy she wants. Sure she could.
0: Such a weird, weird comment. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Like, like on many levels, that is (laughs) the wrong thing to say. Yeah. 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 Yep. Her girlfriend has been out since she was 14 and has been very supportive through the whole process. Um Basically, Baby Gay doesn't feel any shame or guilt in her choices, just isn't sure how to deal with her dad, especially since they live together.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: And she's very upset that he made what should have been or is a fun, exciting time in her life less fun and is just pissed that she has to deal with this, essentially.
0: Is this response going to make me cry?
2: Uh, maybe. <laughs> the letter did. So the letter did, yeah, oh, good. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I think it, yeah. There were there were a lot of circumstantial Feelings. things for you too. Yep. I think you, and, yep. I think it was like two months after you and Willow started dating. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So it was very like relevant to your life at the time.
0: Cool, 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 cool. Uh, <laughs> you start by saying
2: that you can definitely relate. It's very frustrating, uh, but congratulations on being yourself and finding your person. Concrete advice, you should definitely move out of your parents' house if you're able. You're allowed to be angry about this. Your dad did a fucked up, upsetting thing, and you can be upset about it. You said that you don't care if her dad is having a hard time with it. That shouldn't be her problem.
0: Yeah, I stand by that.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Told her not to censor her joy. And also, if this relationship specifically doesn't ultimately work out, you're still you, you're still out. You don't have to prove anything to anyone about who you are.
0: Cute. Let me clarify. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't care that the dad is having a hard time with this, but this is something that I stated in other episodes and Patreon episodes that like sometimes our feelings and the way we are hurt by things or are processing things. um, The healthiest thing to do is to process that, with a mental health professional or like your wife or like somebody else so that you don't, I don't know, put a bunch of shame and guilt on your child for them living their most authentic life. (laughs) You know, like it's, it is, I, it is okay for parents. I'm not so naive to think parents need to automatically accept their children at all times for all of their life choices. Like that's just not how humans are built. And that's like a very high expectation of our fallible flawed parents you know and also the dad shouldn't be processing his pain on his child (laughs) you know that's what I want to say
2: it's tough because the the parents that would say hurtful things like this to their kids
0: don't have therapists don't
2: have the skills to recognize that those things are harmful and that they should process them with mental health professionals no
0: totally you're totally right
2: I've got a book for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've I've read it. <laughs> I've heard you say that so many times, and that's still so funny to me. Uh, that's so funny. I've got a book for you, <laughs> JBU new T-shirt. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I think I think that may have been me like over over summarizing a bit too. I th- I think the essence of what you're saying is like it's not your job to deal with what your dad is yeah. processing or whatever he right. like. You are not the person to that needs to guide him through whatever he's. needs guidance through right um you said you're not hurting your dad he's hurting himself by not doing the work Ooh, i love that and
0: (laughs) 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 you guys can't see my face but i'm very impressed by past sierra (laughs) this was early
2: too this was like in the first dozen or so well i was in
0: my pain you know what i mean like i these were conversations i was having with my own loved ones
2: Um, you also said it's possible to...
0: So it's fresh off the press, (laughs) if you will.
2: (laughs) You don't have to be your full self with everyone if it's not a safe space to do so, and that you can sort of curate your relationships with family. Sam, you were sort of, uh, on the same, same line of thinking. You said your dad did a hurtful thing and it's very reasonable to be upset about it. Uh, you can give him time, but you don't have to be accommodating of his feelings or his reactions um, you talked about parental approval, I because I think that was the check-in for this episode. Mm. Sure. Um, you said that having your parents' approval is nice, but ultimately is not necessary to live a healthy, fulfilling life. It doesn't change who you are or your worth or your values. And you can try and have an adult conversation with him, but he might slash is likely not able to. And from there, you can either figure out how to interact with that that person or figure out how to let them go. Mm. Yeah. I love that. So any thoughts before we play the update?
0: No, I feel really good about that advice. Yeah. Stand by it. All
2: right. Here's the update from Baby Gay.
0: Hi, Just Break Up. I'm so excited
6: to leave you a voicemail, um, even though I feel like it's kind of awkward. (laughs) Because I don't know, like, if you're going to listen to it or whatever. Um, But I wrote in a letter a couple of years ago um, on the Patreon. And my name was Baby Gay. And I wrote to you about my dad reacting poorly to the news about me being queer and being in a relationship with a woman And yeah, like I moved out and I was looking for some sort of semblance on feeling like Mm -hmm. it was okay for me to be pissed about his reaction instead of being told like he'll come around and it'll get Mm -hmm. better. It'll just take time, give him time, like, et cetera. And it has been a while. Um, It's been two and a half years and um, I, I definitely feel as though there's been an improvement with my relationship with my dad. Um, and he's very kind to my, to my partner. She's my domestic partner. And mm-hmm. I think he is continuing to work on accepting my queerness. Um, and I really don't know the extent of it because I try to set a boundary for myself and saying, I, I don't want to know what he's quote unquote working on because to me, and I'm sure you, would all agree with me as well um there's really nothing to work on when it comes to accepting your kid at least that's how I see it and I try to set a boundary of not knowing exactly what he's working on outside of maybe like or within the the sphere of a support group or whatever um because it's Mm -hmm. a not my business and b like just not my problem um but like I said he's super nice to my girlfriend and I'm really proud of the the progress that he's making and the, the willingness yeah. that he is putting into being accepting because uh, my girlfriend and I do plan on getting married and I'm super excited about that and I really just want my yeah. dad to be excited as well and mm. yeah, I'm doing okay and I'm really happy that you put this together and I really appreciate you listening and I wish all of you a really amazing day and hopefully you will listen to this or play this or whatever
0: <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> <Bingo. Bye. laughs> cute oh my god
1: so charming baby gay we love you
0: <laughs> we love you so much and i like to hear that you still have those like heart boundaries that i think we used that phrase a couple times in the past like the idea that you still have a relationship with your dad, but you're establishing boundaries in terms of what you will and or will not take on emotionally for him or for his benefit. Like and I don't mean to sound cold when I say that, but like I it sounds really healthy that you have this relationship with your dad and also you have expectations of him and you have boundaries about what you will and will not process with him.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate that it feels like it's moving forward. Right. Like that's really good, too, because there's a world in which it could have not moved forward at all. Like it could have just stayed where it is or gotten worse. Um, Right. So to like give you credit for figuring out a way to navigate this and like keep your dad in your life and and continue to sort of tell him what your truth is and to be like, this is me. So like if you don't like it, then you don't like me. Right. Like. Right. um, And also like. I'll give your dad credit, too, that he seems to be working towards something, right? Maybe not as fast or in the way that we would want him to. Um, but, like, I do want to at least give him a little bit of credit that he's he's finding a way to at least move towards understanding and, and being present for you and your relationship. And I hope that he can get to that point where he is excited about you two getting married. Um,
0: yeah. And also, like looking to the future, looking to that very happy f- future that you and your partner deserve, um, you know, how he, he still might have trouble processing your upcoming nuptial choices and that's not where your joy lives right Mm. your joy lives in your partnership your joy lives in your authenticity and your joy lives in that very special day when you two get to do the very brave and privileged and wonderful thing which is like stand up in front of the people you love and say like this is important to us we're pursuing this together um so again keep those heart boundaries strong and don't um don't let your dad take in away any of your joy. I second what Sam said. Like I'm proud of your dad too. Like I I'm proud of people for working through their working through their shit, right? And yeah. and it's too tall of an order to ask people to do it perf- perfectly all the time. And also, it sounds like you have some very reasonable <laughs> expectations and boundaries of your dad. Yeah. Um and I hope you can maintain them in the months or years to come um as you and your partner uh, get married. Absolutely. We love you.
1: Thank you so much for letting us know how you're doing.
0: And for subscribing and supporting our Patreon.
2: Yes, absolutely. That too. All right. That is the end of part two. That was of four letters? Oh it God. was of our Where Are They Now series. Uh, if you want to update us, uh, if you wrote in and we answered your letter and you want to give us an update on how you're doing, you can call us at 612-486- 2550 and leave us a voicemail. Uh there is a 3 minute limit to that voicemail, so either be concise or call back and leave a second one. Yeah, we didn't tell off.
0: people when we first posted that, so that's our bad. Yeah, it's
2: fine. <laughs> if you get cut off, call back and finish yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, like we said on the first one of these episodes, like Sam and I feel so lucky to have the void speak back to us. We feel so deeply honored to answer your vulnerable and brave letters. And most importantly, we love learning alongside all of you. We feel so lucky to do this work. Um, so thanks. And don't forget if all else fails,
1: just break up.